This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. You don't have to be like, how do I hack into my grandfather's cable account to figure out how to watch ABC? And Willis. Could be seen as a cop-out if we just hadn't spent three hours watching a movie that was so not a cop-out. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. The Oscars are only a few days away, dear listener. Uh, which means we have some stuff to talk about today. Um, we do. It's busy season. <laughs> busy season and busy for us. I don't think either of us have gotten this close to completing every movie on the nominee list, which is an undertaking for sure. Usually I've resigned myself to like, well, all right, I have to at least see all the best pictures at this point. Right. But this year we're, we're doing some good work. We're doing some good work. Um, it's not far off. It's not. And so today we're going to talk about that because we've it's been a couple weeks since we've had an episode and we've seen quite a few movies since then, a lot of Oscar movies, and we're going to talk a lot about that. So that's what the first half of this episode is going to be. We do not have a tuned in coming this week because guess what? The Oscars are on Sunday, so you don't need a tuned in. You're going to be doing stuff all it's day true. anyways. It's true. There's enough movies in your Sunday already. Oh, God, yeah. Tuned in. Absolutely. Um, so we'll say special tuned in edition. Yeah. In episode edition of Tuned In. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know how you don't have to wait for Sunday this week, guys. Uh so that'll be the first half. The second half, we're just gonna be talking a little bit about the show, our predictions, semi predictions, how we think it's gonna go, what a successful Oscar show even means anymore. Um mm -hmm. and just have a little chat pre Oscars and see see what's gonna happen here. Um but before we do that. Let me run through what we got releasing this week because we got a couple things coming. We got a couple things coming. For theaters, uh, <laughs> we got 65, which I'm actually kind of kind of looking forward to. I don't know. Could could go either way. I'm like, I, I think I've said that I think I've texted this to you before, but I'm I kind of wish they didn't mention anything about the dinosaurs and that whole thing. That reveal because what a fucking moment that would be. <laughs> it would have been so awesome. Um but honestly, we're in an era right now of really low stakes popcorn movies, and I'm kind of here That's for true. it, man. Just That's go true. see something you don't have to think about that much. That's a lot of what's in theaters right now, which is cool. So that's coming March 10th. We also have Champions, the Woody Harrelson film, coming March 10th as well. And then we have Scream 6 uh, coming March 10th as well. Apparently, this is in 3D. I don't really- If you had asked me, I would have said this movie came out in like November. <laughs> I feel like I've been hearing about this movie forever, but but no, no Nev Campbell this time either. Pay disputes. It's it's uh, Wednesday there. Yep, Jenna Ortega, yeah. who was in the yeah. last one, but they're they're kind of doing this passing of the torch thing, but not really. It's it's odd. So we'll see what happens. So that's what we got for theatrical for streaming. We have a couple shows. We have Perry Mason coming back to HBO season two on March sixth. We have School Spirits March 9th. Oh God, what is this on? Hold on, I didn't put a School Spirits. That looks like a odd undertaking it does it does <laughs> uh where is it going to paramount plus i guess yeah. so that's coming a lot of like ghosts kind of a thing right now yeah yeah just throwing out and i don't there. know why but like <laughs> okay i if, as long as it's good i have no issues here um then we have outlast hitting netflix on the 10th for movies we have luther the fallen son which i'm like okay they're really milking <laughs> that one but 
got to do something. Uh, yeah, that that's a uh, <laughs> fan service. Like, well, we'll do, you know, six seasons in a movie. Absolutely. Uh, which is fine with me, I guess. That's coming to Netflix on the 10th. We have Most Dangerous Game, New York coming to Roku March 10th. Roku becoming a player, I guess. Um, and then we have the Academy Awards on ABC March 12th. So that's. I do want to throw one thing out. Yeah. Uh, it is now Thursday. This started on Monday, but. I didn't know this was coming, but Mel Brooks History of the World Part 2, which is a eight episode series with the most stacked cast I've ever seen in my entire life. What? It's a four night series. Okay. Um, literally, I was just looking at Hulu before we started recording and it's like, it's pretty much every comedian you can think of that's currently working yeah. in this show. Holy yeah. crap. And um, this is on- And it's Mel Brooks. Oh this my is on Hulu. God. Okay. Hulu original. That's. I did not know this was coming. I. You would think this would be coming. Um, or you would think we would know this would be coming. Uh, you know what's but, yeah. funny is I saw a promo poster of Ike Barinholtz as Ulysses S. Grant, and I really didn't know what it was about. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> Are you watching the trailer? I'm not. No. Oh, okay. Uh, if you, if it was like playing there, I'd like sit and wait. What you finish? Because it's like it just keeps it just keep- more people sh- <laughs> keep showing up. Well, I will be watching this. Uh, that sounds fantastic, and I didn't realize there was a part one of this, so I'll have to go back and watch. Well, that, that. the part one is nineteen eighty. Mel Brooks is nineteen eighty one, like <laughs> masterpiece. That I'm like, oh, here we are, forty years later. Like, sure, I guess so. There's a market for everything. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's what we got coming this week. Lots of good stuff. Uh, and without further ado, let's talk some freaking movies. So, like we said at the top, we are not doing a tuned in because we're going to do a little mini tuned in right here for y'all because we're going to talk or a lot. Or this might even be like an extended tuned in. Uh, that's true. That's true. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Yeah, happens. just because... <laughs> Like we've we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, um, watched a lot. And it's Oscar season. We've been just chugging through these movies. Yeah, uh, to try and get them all in. I, as of recording, am ten away from seeing everything. Mm. Um, I'm I'm going for it. You definitely. I'm gonna be are. waking up Sunday morning and watching something. I know it's it's coming. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be like. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris or something like that. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of the past couple weeks, we have indeed been watching a lot. We have been. Um, And I will say me and you have been almost on an opposite trajectory because I barely watched any Oscar movies in the past Mm -hmm. couple weeks. Not for any particular reason. I think it was just more like I... There was some stuff that at this point in time, it's, it the wears movies, on you. it's the movies that I've been putting off, like realistically. I've watched yeah. the ones that piqued my fancy and now I'm like, okay, or the ones that cost 25 bucks and I'm like trying to rationalize that in my head. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So where do you want to start here? Because I, I will say one of the movies both of us watched was To Leslie. Yeah. Which is an Oscar movie, of course. Yeah. Yeah, nom- that's a great place to start. So okay. nominated for Best Actress yes, uh, for Andrea Risenborough. This is arguably the most controversial movie coming out of the Oscars this year. Easily. Um, so we both watched this. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's really good in it. Um, yeah. It is definitely a small story, which I appreciate. Yeah. Oh, very small. You know, as opposed to like, I think just before that I had watched The Woman King and I'm like, not a small story. No. Um, or <laughs> we'll put Babylon in there too. Not also a not a small story. <laughs> no. But yeah, two Leslie, really good, really like basic states, really good performances, I think, across the board. So good. Mark Marin. Wow. Um, Mark Marin, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um Allison Janney. Wow. So that's what I'll say. This was my big takeaway from this is Andrew Risenborough is really good in this. I think Allison Janning acts her under the table in every scene she's in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, you know, Oscar award winner Allison yeah, Janning. Right. Like it's not like, you know, but it like every time and this is also me being a huge Allison Janning fan, like back from her time on the West Wing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But like every time the two of them are on the same screen, I, it's just like it's such a, a larger presence from yes, uh, Allison Janning, which like is fine and doesn't really detract from her performance from uh, Andrea Risenborough's performance. Right. But the what do you think before we get too deep into it? Yeah, sure. Um, I also like this. I was toying around with where I wanted to rate this because it mm-hmm. it. It was compelling. The performances are good. It's really, really well made. My one issue was this was nothing new. Like I, this story was nothing out of the ordinary. Like from start to finish, you know what it's going to be about. And just briefly, it's about a woman who at one point in her life won $190,000 in the lottery and ends up blowing it all. And And drank it all away. And drank it all away. It's a sob story. It's a, you know, you had a tough life story, pick yourself back up story, trying to basically, trying to rationalize people. It's yeah. it's a really, it's just something that I just found no surprise in at all. I, so it's which funny was my issue. <laughs> that's literally where I was like, let's see what you thought, because oh, that's okay. where I want to, that, well, that's where I was like going when yeah, I stopped myself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's literally, it's, it's the story of an alcoholic trying to like, get her life together which is she's engaging in story and yeah and you know and great in it but there's nothing new no um which is a bummer because i'm which like is a bummer and she's really good so the thing about andrea riseborough i'll say is i've seen her only act a couple times mm-hmm. every time she's doing something very different mm-hmm. and this is another very different like she clearly has insane range she's very believable her talent yeah. level is high it's just mixed with the controversy. It made me rate this movie lower than I think I would have had it not been part of this conversation. And she's also like going for it from the very beginning. From frame one, you're like, she yes. is trying to give an Oscar worthy performance here. Absolutely. And like she does to, she does. to like a level, you know. Um yeah. But you feel it from the beginning, whereas like there's other things um, we can get into. Like I watched The Fablemans the other day and like, yeah, you don't really get that vibe from Michelle Williams from mm-hmm. frame one, you know, yep. or yeah, like all over the, the, the thing. So like, I think very much a product of the campaign it put on the fact that it's here. You Absol- know? Um, absolutely. Good performance. OK story. Yeah good movie Solid not bad movie. movie you know yeah um yeah just but, highly uh, unsurprising <laughs> yeah yeah which is a shock because then you you go to movies like and now i have not seen till yet 
but you go to movies like The Woman King. Yeah. That is a surprising movie. Yeah. Like in many different new. ways. Um, and even Viola Davis, who like we've seen for years and she's been doing the best work for years. But even this, I'm like, oh, whoa. Like this is something different that I didn't really expect from you. So yeah. there's levels, there's layers to this and it's unfortunate, but not a bad movie. It just, no. yeah. Worth Very watching. Odd. Definitely worth mm. watching. Yeah. I would say it's yeah. worth watching. It's so yeah. weird because it's so colored by the Oscars. <laughs> it is. It so is. It's so bizarre. It's a very, like, watching this movie knowing that she, that this is Oscar nominated is a different viewing experience than if we were just watching this and it was like some movie. Very much so. Um, let's talk. I mentioned it for a minute there, but let's talk about the Fablemans. Let's do it. Spielberg. Um, because I watched this. Yeah. Um, this was weird. I'm like, I was hesitant on this one and I don't really know why. Like mm. I love Steven Spielberg movies. Didn't 100% feel like a Steven Spielberg movie to me. No. Um, but this movie was not at all what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way? <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so it's been like advertised i feel like so much as steven spielberg's love letter to the movies yeah yeah it has been it's which not. it's not you know um it's a very specific conversation about like this family dynamic and relationship uh, that has movie making as like a vague background yeah, and it's almost like filmmaking for him for Sammy Fableman. Mm -hmm. In a certain point in the movie, it's a curse. It's yeah. like you can only see things through the the lens of the camera. Like you're only and there's certain shots and scenes in the movie that I've actually gone back to where he's outside of his body watching himself film sequences mm -hmm. of his family. And that alone makes it go like Oh, this is not a love letter. This is like, this is yeah. almost not good for you. Like to be only looking at things in terms of a story and a narrative and a in a movie. So I thought that was it's a it's a pretty sad movie. Like yeah. overall, <laughs> like, which is like that's the thing is like is the magic of Steven Spielberg. Yes, it's like yes. all this stuff is getting you know pitched pitched about this movie, but it's still like incredible. Yes. What do we, where do we go? Michelle Williams here? Yeah. I've been. What do you think of Michelle Williams? Cause this was one that we were like, I mean, next to the powerhouses of Kate Blanchett and I'll say Anna de Armas and Michelle yeah. Yao mm -hmm. in that, like, I think this was the one that we were kind of like, oh, all right. I yes. have been like that having not seen it, but. Right. So here's what I'll say I think the performance is. Very interesting. And if this is how his mother was, then spot on. It's just mm -hmm. so off-putting. And her character, mm -hmm. uh, juxtaposed with Paul Dano's character, are so wildly different. Mm -hmm. And there are no good and bad guys in this movie. I think that's another thing that's important. Is like It's very much like people are people. We all make mistakes. And yeah. that's a huge theme of this movie. And so her performance took me out of it a little bit. But I was kind of okay with it by the end. I don't know if it's good. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'd land. I think the, the the place I landed is that like, how do I describe this? Like, I feel like Michelle Williams and Paul Dano 
were acting in different movies. Yes. In that, like, I, I had a hard time with Paul Dano. I think mm. literally because, like, in my head, Paul Dano looks younger than I am. And, like, <laughs> having the idea of Paul Dano having, like, a family of three, you yeah. know? And or three children and country, have moved yeah. on. And, like, all this stuff that I'm like, well, but, like, he's younger than me. That doesn't. So, right. But that's my own personal stuff coming to it. But, like, <laughs> sure. um I feel like Paul Dano and like there is that 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 back and forth that's supposed to be there between his need for structure and her artsiness. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. and I, like, I don't know, I, I had a hard time matching them from time to time, yeah. um, which, again, like I'm seeing this may 100 percent be what Steven Spielberg intended. Like, right. You know, um, but right. uh, I really liked how Michelle William was in this. I thought, like, yeah, it's a deserving it's a deserving nomination. Um, sure. It, like, it's an arguable thing about, I, I don't know if that, like, if we're doing a top seven, I don't know if hers would make it in a top five if we're including, like, the Woman King until in there, but. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. It's impressive. It, it she's is. She's going for it. Like, she's great. 100%. And I 100%, it was one scene, but I 100% by Judd Hirsch getting oh. a nomination for that. Stole it. He stole yeah. the hell out of that scene. Yeah. Man. Um, Fantastic. Just like. Old Jewish Judd Hirsch rolling <laughs> yes. in. Just yeah. blowing the doors off for one scene. Um, what did you think about Seth Rogen? I debate. I I don't know if I will ever watch a movie with Seth Rogen and not go, that's Seth Rogen. I know. That was my problem. It was close on this. He's mm -hmm. like, I feel like he's getting there. But it's yeah. still Seth Rogen. I mean, like, I think of like Jobs, too. And I had the same kind of thing. I'm like, he's. A good Steve Wozniak in this. He is. But it's still Seth Rogen. It is. So I don't know. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see if he can ever shake that. But um, but if he keeps working with these filmmakers, man, he's got a good shot. Well, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like he's not an insubstantial force when it comes to, like, acting talent, you know. It's um, true. It's definitely true. I wonder. I don't think this has legs to win Best Picture, really. It's it, really it, good. But yeah. If it, anything, it's going to like the big question is director or I mean, original screenplay, possibly. But that's possible. I mean, yeah. yeah. Tony Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. But like best director. I mean, when we're talking what we've got, McDonough with the Banshees, everything everywhere with the Daniels. Todd Field. Reverse that. Uh, Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. I'm like. It has a better shot than Ruben Oslin does. Sure. Yeah. I Like, it's one of those. It Like, that category very much depends on how political this actually is. Exactly. Because this is clearly, like, the one he has to win an Oscar for in his career. Because it's about, it's about him becoming a filmmaker. Like, that's, like, <laughs> the Cinderella story. Like, yeah. And then he, you know, what he's he said in one of his speeches, like, it took me 70 years to make this film. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, like the movie that took him 70 years to make is supposed to win the Oscar. Then it's Steven Spielberg. Like that's, you know, it's exactly. how it's supposed to go. Um, yeah, but I had that same conversation when I was like talking about, uh, Martin Scorsese and the Irishman. Yeah. You know, whereas like the everything everywhere or Banshees is also like directing powerhouses. It's true. It's true. It's 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 hard. And then you go with a movie like Tar where you're just like, yeah, 
it's it's a complete grasp of a story like I've never seen mm-hmm. before. You know, it's 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 a stacked category. I mean, it all is. of these are stacked, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. The Fablemans. I'm I was very pleasantly surprised. I I kind of wasn't sure what to think or make of it going in, but yeah. coming out, I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be, and it was better. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was, like I said at the top, I was kind of just like hesitant on it. I was like, ah, I don't know. I know. This is going to, yeah. You know, it's the last of the really long ones I have to watch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Or I guess that's not true. I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness yet. And I guess that's still pretty long. It is. Uh, it is. But, Very um, different movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think not my favorite Spielberg movie. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, um, and I actually, we can do a really nice, nice transition here um one of my favorite spielberg movies is saving private ryan um Mm. and i also watched all quiet on the western front you did i did i started 7 a.m on saturday morning that's a brutal 7 a.m watch dude (laughs) (laughs) that could ruin your day (laughs) it didn't so because it's a good movie because it's a good movie it is a good (laughs) like that like there's i have this reaction to so many of these where i'm just like I don't want to watch this, but it's going to be so good. Yeah. And this is a good movie. And it is a good movie. I really enjoyed it. But here's the thing I'll put on All Quiet on the Western Front. And this is partly me too, but Mm. uh, I am so tired of these movies. Like war movies? Like like World War I, World War II movies, Mm. I think specifically. In that like... There was nothing that All Quiet gave us that we haven't seen before in yeah. war movies about World War One. Yes. You know what I mean? It like I'm like their whole the whole concept of war is hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. We know. We know. Like <laughs> it's bad news, dude. <laughs> it's bad. And like the whole like, yeah, higher ups sat in their ivory towers and sent men to die for no reason. And, you know, you could die at any moment. You could, you know. Any little thing could kill you. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't always the war that killed you. You know, actions have repercussions. Like all these little things that I right. like at the end, I was just like, all of those same themes are like in Saving Private Ryan. They're in 1917. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, they're in 19. They're like in Dunkirk. They're in yeah. Apocalypse Now. They're in yeah. like, you know, like, I don't know what I want from war movies because like that's just the war movie genre that's what it is war is hell and like absolutely all that kind of stuff but i feel like i'm like can we get out of the world wars yeah yeah you know like and there was a thing you didn't even have to set anything up for me i know i don't know anything about world war one except what i've seen from movies and that was plenty to set yeah. me up of where we were in world war one and what was right. going on and like right. you know uh, yeah but man that movie's good <laughs> Yes, I agree. And it it is like, it's like the technical achievement also. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those movies that just, and and we were talking about this before we saw it. We're like, there's no way we're going to see anything that like necessarily blows us away or or does anything new. And I think that while it doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, Mm -hmm. there are some really impressive shots, like crossing the battlefield shots. But I agree with you. I'm like, where where do we go from here? But also maybe 
maybe they're just not for us anymore. Maybe they need to keep doing this well, so that the next generation can see a modern film about why war is terrible. Well, and I maybe we don't I need to watch don't them anymore. <laughs> think All Quiet on the Western Front was for Gen Z. If that's what you're postulating here. <laughs> I know. 1917 was for Gen Z. But. Um, but like, I'm more of a thing of like, like there are other wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when was the last time you saw a movie about the Korean War? It's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and like, maybe there's <laughs> lingering issues with. I'm do, sure. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But like the Korean War or like Desert Storm or like any of this stuff. And like those do pop up. But like the ones that get all the notification notifications notoriety yeah are like these world war one or world war two epics that i'm just like yeah okay mm-hmm. nazis bad yep you know fascism bad right it's like you duh yeah um, i understand <laughs> yeah but i don't know i digress um found david uh david what was his name daniel Bruhl. daniel Bruhl. wildly distracting yeah. And he was the only actor I recognized. I know. And I was like, oh, that's Daniel Bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, and Glorious Bastards. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's Zemo. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. Maybe they just needed a, a face. I mean, yeah, like, like the, it's the he was in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm like, honestly, it might have worked better if we hadn't had him because that's what war is like. You don't know these faces and it mm-hmm. almost doesn't matter. Like these are just people. And you get to know them throughout the the length of the film. So I don't know. I I, di- I agree with that though. <laughs> it's a little a little much. I want to touch. Oh man, see this is like taking too long. I want to touch on. We can do two more. Two more. Um, yeah. I want. Well, okay, three more. But I will say one sentence about this one. Okay. I watched Puss, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna be two sentences. Sure. And now I'm saying this, so like three, four, three whatever. sentences. Um. <laughs> Watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It's a good movie. I Yeah, I know. Like, it is, it is damn it. you know, like, but it's a good movie for kids animation. Yeah. In the same way that, like, The Sea Beast is a good movie for kids. Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots is a good movie for kids. And Pinocchio and Marcel are good movies for everyone. They're just good movies, yeah. Yeah, they're just good movies. Um, And that's, like what I want to see start winning in the animation category is not just like these really good animated things for kids. Yes. You know? um, take, it'll make people take this shit more seriously. Like no yeah. joke. Yeah. No joke. Like if Marcel, the shell wins, like that's, that's I don't huge. know if it will, but that would be huge. I mean, so. I think it's going to be Pinocchio there, but anyway, I won't harp on that. I'll, we'll come back around when we're talking about the Oscars to, exactly. to the animation category. Um, <laughs> I watched Babylon. You sure did. I watched Babylon also at 7 a.m. on a Saturday Dude. morning. Uh, I not You're not going to lie. I kind of think you could watch any movie at that time period. But that's that's me. Yes. 7 a.m. I watched All Quiet on the Western Front at 7 a.m. on a Saturday and it was like fine. fine. So. We'll okay. See. But. Okay. Babylon, though. Damien Chazelle. Margot epic. Robbie. Fucking Epic. I hate that this movie is so long and yeah. deserves every fucking second of it. No. Oh my god. This was one I was like, okay, I gotta like sit down. I gotta sit down and watch this long ass movie. Like that we don't really know what it's about. Like yeah. it's about Hollywood, but that's it. 
And I was not into it for like the first half hour. Really? Well, the first half hour is just the party scene. Yeah, the party with all like the debauchery <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I get, but I'm also like, yeah, okay, cool. Like I saw this in, in The Great Gatsby. Um, exactly. I was ill impressed by that movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting a little burnt out on Margot Robbie playing that character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been like three or four of those now where she's just like crazy yeah. party girl. Did you see Amsterdam? I did. Yeah. 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 Where yeah, similar there's a big there's a big yeah. issue there. <laughs> she's getting typecast a bit. A little bit, and like she's a really talented actress, and she's great in Babylon. She's good. Um, but like that was the kind of especially because that's I think what I wasn't grasp- grasping onto in the beginning was mm. I was like, okay, here comes Margot Robbie doing her margot robbie thing again and honestly in the beginning brad pitt playing brad pitt like exactly yes (laughs) and the opening scene with the elephant didn't really endear me to the whole thing but i know and that's why i was like if you can't make it past the first 30 minutes this is gonna be a really bad movie for you but that is the thing is like i got like after i don't know at what point but at some point it grabbed me and Mm -hmm. pulled me in and i was like here we go like this is crazy this is like incredible it's a it's a D- damien chazelle yeah 20s hollywood film and so- somehow goes so incredibly fast and so incredibly slow at the same time right it's like right. there's a talent in his filmmaking that i just don't understand <laughs> you know it's a I mean? singularity it's an, it's yeah. insane i mean it's like one of those you know like 45 minutes into the movie or like half an hour into the movie, we'll say like, we're already in like the talkies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa. All right. We're just like jumping forward here. Um, Right. Right. And like, we've had these, we've established this established star and found this new starlet and all of like, you know, anyway. Right. Um, I want to say two things. One spike Jones's cameo. That's a spoiler, but I don't give a hell. One of the funniest things I've seen all year He's Where's the Spike German Jones? director. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> screaming to get him the, the film and the new camera. Yeah. So funny. Also, Diego Calva, it has not come up a lot when people talk about Babylon, but I think without him in this movie, it doesn't it work at all. On that. Yeah. It, it, it just does not work. It hinges on him. Transformative. And being a, someone I'd never really seen before and holding his own against Margot Robbie and against Brad Pitt, like yeah. it's just something that people need to talk more about because he was phenomenal in this movie. Um, and again, without him and his performance, the movie falls apart. It's a non-movie. Like he is the main character of this yeah. film. And I hate that it's marketed on Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. Obviously, they're huge movie stars, but I'm like, he's the star of the movie. Yeah. He is Manny Torres. It's Diego Calva's movie. Like, um, yeah. and I just thought he was fantastic. What did you think? Bef- and we can move on right after this. But what did you think about the ending, <laughs> the montage? The montage. Oh, where he's sitting oh, down yeah. in the theater. <laughs> a little divisive. Could I be bu- seen as a cop out. I kind of buy it. Yeah, because like could be seen in a cop out. Could be seen as a cop out if we just hadn't spent three hours watching a movie that was so not a cop out. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was going to say, I don't know how I feel about the whole like him later on in his life. Sure. You know, um, I think we could have gotten to that same finale thing in the same way, but it turned into a little fun game of like, I know all of these movies. Yes. Um, yes. And James Cameron 
solidifies his place as a uh, <laughs> part of history in two movies. Ending it, the funny thing is, when I saw this movie, I had seen Avatar like four days earlier. <laughs> so I saw that and I was like, yes, Big Jim has done it. <laughs> He's true. done it again, not even in his own movie. Um, uh, Babylon nominated for costume design, original score, and production design. Yeah. Um, I, I could see it taking costume design. That's a stacked category. but Yeah, but my God. I mean, score James Horner. My God, James Horner score is going to be. No, that's not James Horner. Original score, Justin Horwitz. Oh, Justin Horwitz. It's the guy that he, uh, Damien works with always. Yeah. 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 My God, that score is so good. (laughs) Um, All right. The last one I want to talk about before we get too deep into this um, is the whale. Yes. Have not seen. Haven't seen. You have. Okay. I know I I have to. I just did the like the worst cliche thing of like oh my god you gotta see this movie it's like yeah and yeah of course of course um (laughs) this movie is fucking incredible okay i'm glad to hear you say that um uh darren aronofsky is very hit or miss um this is not this is not the like punches you in the face and like knocks you out for 16 days aronofsky kind of movie which is the weirdest. I don't know where that came like from. Like Requiem or something? Like Requiem or Pie <laughs> or something where you're just like walking around afterwards going. You're like, where am I? Yeah, who am yeah. I? But it's really, really good. Mm. And Brendan Fraser deserves every inch of praise he's getting for this. It's so, yes. I mean, the entire movie, I won't spoil anything, obviously, but the entire yeah. movie takes place in in a pretty house. much one room. Yeah. yeah. Um. And just the depth of his character and his character's relationships with the other people in this movie. And there's only like five people, but um, is so fantastic. So nuanced. So like just so good. And so something we've never seen from Brendan Fraser before. Mm. Um, I mean, like, you know, the, the closest thing I can think of is, um, no, no, I don't even have anything in my head. Like, I don't it's have just, anything. It's, yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole, another ball game for him. Yeah. Um, oh man, it like, it breaks your heart, but it doesn't like shatter your heart. It's like really, it's like really, really. It walks a very fine line, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sadie Sink is equally as great in this. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. Doesn't have as much to do, obviously, but like, sure is she's going to be around for a while. Yeah. That was and like she's a, the daughter character. She's the daughter character. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, the only thing I feel like I, I don't even want to harp on this, but the cinematography really took me out of it. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't even the, seen the full trailer, so I don't even. So it's Matt Libatique. Lib- yeah. Libatique. Um, okay who is like a really like shot iron man kind of thing but also shoots all of aronofsky's work has like since i think pie holy Um, crap so like it you know is but like there's something about it it's in four three and there's something about it and i think the fact it's the fact that it's all in one room Mm -hmm. there were a lot of shots that to me felt like a soap opera interesting like a like a weird 
and I, I, I like I think it's a combination of all being one room and being four three because there were just some things where it's like here's a push in that just feels like you know a soap opera that is just like yeah we we're moving in so that we can you know fly something out on the side and change something or you know like wait it's um, a clearly a set like this is a set yeah yeah and like it 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 didn't hurt it that much but it was enough that there were like a few times where I had to like blink and bring myself back yeah because I was like what. Oh, this, like it made it feel cheap. Ooh. You know, that's what I mean by so proper. It's like it, it, these can't, like it it made it feel like it was not like as elegant of a film as it was. Interesting. Um, But that's the only negative I have about it. You know, like other than that, I mean, the story is amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like the whole you you, you've you've got to watch we'll have to talk about it on a tuned in after you watched it because yeah (laughs) like there's such a fine line of like what's spoiler and what's not and you've been avoiding most everything on this one right yeah i don't i mean i've seen uh some ratings of people but they're so all over the place that i'm like i don't know what to make of this movie yet so (laughs) but i've avoided i haven't seen anything from it no no scenes no i barely i I watched the first teaser and that was it yeah it's legit Damn. It's, okay, that's yeah. good to know because you, people are very. You either hate it or you love it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. Couple people that I know who I trust have been like, this is a fantastic movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, be sure to watch it before. Uh, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, know. I will say. The clip that they've used, the the few awards shows, you know, mm-hmm. um, I hate that clip. I feel like there's such matter such better clips Ooh. um in the movie um, okay that's the one where it's like it feels like going for it kind of thing yeah yeah um but uh there are th- yeah there's there were, I, I i keep being like no like what what about that scene <laughs> so <sighs> damn well i gotta yeah. watch the whale um before we tune off here from mm-hmm. this segment. I just want to say, and I'm not going to say anything else about it, but I saw that you watched Argentina 1985. I did. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Just so good. Yeah. Re- highly recommend watching that movie. Yeah. Just a really, a really good court drama. Like really. <laughs> yeah. 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 I will say, I want to shout out. It's pretty sweet that like, there are so many films that I'm watching this year that are like foreign language films. Yeah that are like, you know, subtitles. And it's like, you don't even like, I don't remember reading anything in Argentina, 1985 or all quiet or, uh, all the breeze or. Right. It doesn't even occur. Like if you can get past that, like Bong Joon-ho says, once you can get past that inch tall hurdle, yeah, the world of cinema opens up to you. So, well, there's a whole bunch of Oscar movies that we watched. Um, (laughs) actually, you know why Josh, because the Oscars are coming up. It's true. On Sunday. So we're going to talk a little bit about those. Um, before I do that, I do want to just say for the Best Picture nominees, I'm just going to run through where you can find them. I didn't do this at the top, but I should have. Um, no, it's it's more pertinent Yeah. Here. Uh, so Everything Everywhere All at Once, currently on Showtime or Rental, VOD. The Whale, currently VOD, might show up somewhere pre, but you probably would have known that already listening yeah. to this episode. Um, we have women talking rental, and I believe this should be on Amazon prime for free right now. If all goes as planned, mm-hmm. we have top gun Maverick on paramount plus uh, triangle of sadness, 
rental. Did you just say that that had made its way to streaming? It's dropped on Hulu, yeah. Dropped on Hulu, um, so you can watch that for free as well. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water, only theater movie. We have Elvis on HBO, All Quiet on Netflix, The Fablemans as a rental currently on VOD, might be somewhere else at this point, and then we have Tar on Peacock. So you can find them all besides Avatar right from yep. where you're sitting, and a lot yep. of them are rental only, or, or a lot of them you can rent for like five bucks. So yeah, we've made it. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting watching all of them come online. There's there's I only know. one right now that, as far as I can tell, is in no way available. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's They've not Avatar. Them. I mean, it's it's Avatar yeah. is <laughs> technically available. Right, you can you actually have to leave see your it. couch. Exactly. Um, so that's where you can find all the best picture nominees. Uh, let's talk about the Oscars here. Yeah, because we're only a few days out. We're Actually, let's let's start here. Where do you stand on your excitement for this year's show? I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am trying to parse it out that uh, Sunday is also my birthday, so like, sure, I have sure, Leave bonus that aside. hype going on yeah. there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty hyped about the. I, we I mean we say this every year, but there is a great crop of films to watch this year especially this year i find yeah um and i'm very proud of the fact that i'm much farther along in seeing them all um and have not yeah. been like disappointed by one yet right you know i haven't like watched one and be like really this was nominated for an oscar exactly um which that happens occasionally it, it does yeah <laughs> i mean you know i was Green fully book. prepared for puss in boots the last wish to be bad um, turns out it's good <laughs> turns out it's yeah it's legit so what's let's go here um well how are you where's your hype level oh I, i'm similar to you and the fact that we've been going on this journey seeing as many of these as we can i'm i'm prepared and i'm very excited to see i mean it's one of those ones where i normally come in being like the main race, okay. The rest of them, I'm like, I'll just throw my hat in and see which one I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know Kate Blanchett is good. Yeah. yeah. This one, I'm like, no, we have really good categories, most of which could go any direction in terms of quality, but obviously, mm -hmm. like, there's some obvious ones, but I'm like, I could see anyone winning. Like, these are, yeah. there's not a bad pick in there any of these anyone, categories. I think there's maybe a couple where I'm like, doesn't have a chance, you know? Well, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, like in the like Ruben Oslin for best director, I'm like, sure, probably not. Yeah. Um, I was thinking <laughs> earlier today. I was like, I wish almost that like for all of these, we could get odds. You know, like, and then yeah. your score at the end is based on how well you did on the odds. Like, you know, like oh, yeah, you can ooh, you can roll yeah, yeah. with with Bill Nye <laughs> for uh, actor in a leading role, and if you're right, you get 25 points. Right. You know, but if you're wrong, you get nothing. I don't know. Right. That'd be an interesting like way that. to do it. I'd uh, like that. <laughs> overly complicated, but. Definitely. But that's how we do. Yeah. Like there's so many things that I'm just like intrigued to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. Like how's Top Gun going to do? Is it going to do anything? Are we not going to hear anybody say Top Gun? Exactly. Well, we'll hear people say Top Gun when they announce it. But like. Well, sure. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But. Will it make any real noise? Like, is there yeah. going to be, is it, does it have legs to stand on here? I'm thinking Elvis too. I'm like, this could sweep. This could do zero. Like, yeah. Cause it's up against 
heaters. Yeah. You know, and I didn't like Elvis very much, but there are categories in here that I'm like, of course, Elvis is up for production design. And of course, yeah. it's up for makeup and hairstyling costumes. Like, of course. Well, and it's like, the thing. It's like, it's up for sound, but it's up for sound against All Quiet and mm-hmm. Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah. You know, and Top Gun Maverick. Like, and Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I also don't know, which is exciting. Like, it's not, yeah. I mean, apart from everything, everywhere, all at once, there's not been a real favorite among a lot of Breakaway. these. It's like, yeah. you know, Banshees wins at the BFI, but then the SAG Awards is everything, everywhere. Like, it, it's all over the place. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm hyped. This is going to be an interesting show for a couple reasons. One, good crop of uh, nominees. Two, mm-hmm. This may be the final time that ABC hosts the Oscars yeah. because they have not been super hyped on the numbers in the last yeah. 20 years or so. There's there's definite chance for an upset next week. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but like outside of like you and a couple of other people, I don't know anybody that's like that passionate about the Oscars. No, no. You know. No, <laughs> like Definitely certainly, not. I certainly don't know many people that are like binging every nomination, you know, to make sure I've seen everything beforehand. But um, no, I know but one those other people do exist. <laughs> yeah, um, those people do exist. But it's uh, it's it's hitting the point of like not being viable for ABC. And we didn't really talk about this, but the SAG Awards mm-hmm. did pretty great streaming on netflix's youtube channel yeah which is like a double like what are we doing here yeah. twice removed uh, now um but, but yeah uh, but like yeah like i think all of the arguments for that like went out the window and that like it went over by like 15 minutes yeah you know and people are always like oh it's gonna go over by like two hours like you could you can spot 15 minutes and yeah. i'll put an asterisk on that because like they didn't have commercials so like sure they it, technically you know, went over like yeah they went lot. over like yeah but <laughs> But like it's a it's streaming on YouTube. What are we talking about? Like rental space on in the actual venue? Like what are we yeah. talking about? Like it's uncensored. There is no time limit. Like and it's they on YouTube, which talk. means yeah. anybody can watch it. Like you don't have to be like, mm-hmm. how do I hack into my grandfather's cable account to figure out how to watch ABC? Like exactly, yeah, none of that. Um, so I don't know. That could definitely that could come up pretty quick if nobody watches on the. On Sunday. Um, I'm wondering about the numbers. I really am. Yeah. I don't know. So, well, so like, let's, I, we had written this down. Like what's, what's a win for the Oscars this year? Like, how can this be successful? I mean, we'll say with like step one, like no acts of violence. Yeah. No assaults taking place yeah. on stage is a number um, one. <laughs> but I, I think there's probably going to be security people by the, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I've heard that there's a crisis uh, team. Yeah. And I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, yeah. rush them? Cut like, away. Tase them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Just darts in the balcony. Um, yes. The other thing I will say, I looked up the list of presenters. Across the board, I'm like, they kind of know what they're doing this year. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have anyone that's like, and I don't dislike Jacob Elordi, but I'm like, why was he presenting at the Oscars? <laughs> I could not even venture a guess. Yeah. We have real movie stars presenting this year's awards, which I'm like, yeah. let's go of the ones that we've read that I've seen. Um, and ones that people like, like Jonathan Majors is up there. Troy yeah. Kotzer from last year. 
Well, uh, Sam Jackson, Michael B. Jordan, Jennifer Connelly, Ariana DeBose, yeah. like people who people are ready to see on stage. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Emily Blunt, like this is cool. And it's worth noting too that like part of the controversy we had last year was they didn't show four of the uh the technical the awards. technical awards and that got scrapped real quick. Yeah. You know, that's we're getting every one of them. Like and we're not doing any of the uh, the Twitter bullshit this year. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Uh, like I feel like last year they were experimenting with stuff and it all went terribly wrong. Um and so they're uh, like Flash enters the speed force. <laughs> Oscar best cheer moments. moment. Be- yeah, Oscar cheer moment. That's what it was. Oh god. Yikes. We've Ugh. come so far. We've come well, yeah. We'll <laughs> <Hopefully>. see. <laughs> but like I mean honestly, I think like a success for the show this year is like getting through it. Yeah, no hiccups. No, no hiccups major hiccups. And uh like having the films be the conversation tomorrow. Yeah. Or Monday. Yeah. You know, because that's what they, I think they were going for. It. Like they were doing pretty well last year until it all went to hell. Um, yeah, there were good highlights, but yeah, didn't land the plane. Um, and I think we were all a little skeptical going in because of all the like shenanigans. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think getting through it with no. That's such a low bar. Oh, my God. Getting through it with no incidents, <laughs> but also like just like a flow, I think, you know what I mean? Like it's like, let's make it about what we're making it about and not about like, well, not trying to sell the Academy to people, which was yeah. huge last year is like the, the Academy museum and like walking through the mu- And it's like, who cares, dude? Yeah. Like literally who cares? Um, I'll also say that this year the performances are going to be absolutely fantastic. And I didn't read through all of them, but I'm like one, we've got Rihanna mm-hmm. two. We have not to not to. So already I'm hyped for two of the performances. Yeah. I am never hyped for a performance. I'm always yeah. like, just maybe I'll go take a bathroom break during this. Like, I just Full don't care on that not much. Full on not to performance. Uh, like oh, they're my gonna, God. It, like, it's choreographed. They're doing the whole, whole, I'm so hyped for that. I can't wait for them to cut to the crowd on that. Yeah. Because I just know everyone's going to be standing up. Like <laughs> That could be, that could also be the dangerous moment. But. Uh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> Colin Farrell's going to be into it, though. I know he will yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. We don't know if Lady Gaga is performing, apparently, which mm. is interesting. Maybe we do at this point, but from the last I saw. Um, I haven't heard anything, yeah. Um, yeah, because we've got Gaga. I think I think I heard Diane Warren is going to do it. Oh, interesting. Is going to do applause. Okay. Um, cool. To which I'm like, fine. Yeah, like tell yeah. like a woman didn't make my Oscar list. I'm not digging into that one, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like that's that was the other thing. I I will say, was it two years ago? I guess that they did the original song performances during the red carpet. Yeah. No. Yes. No. That was. I think so because it wasn't. It was. It was the first one after COVID because they. It was like on like a roof or something because there was no space. That's right. Like wherever they held them that year. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And then last year was Beyonce. Right. Started it. Or was yes. that two years ago? Last okay. year, I don't even remember them. I only remember Beyonce because we were both yeah. like, how long did it take her to get from Compton? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very, that's the thing. It was very highly unmemorable. Not yeah. to, not to is memorable when they did it at the Chinese theater like four weeks ago. Like yeah. that's a random performance. And like, yeah. I'm here for it. I'm just here for it. 
yeah, I, I'm oddly in good spirits about this yeah. year's race. I hope things go off without a hitch. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I don't really know why they keep going, but I think he's just a safe bet for like yeah. someone who's pretty good for vanilla, all time right down the yeah. middle. Yeah. Um, I really don't want him to make a huge deal out of the Chris Rock thing, but like they will. I know they're yeah. going to. Well, I don't know how much of a deal they're going to. Like they might downplay that a lot. Um, yeah. Especially, I don't know if you saw uh, Chris Rock did a, a Netflix special did last not night see it. Yeah. or last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it either, but apparently he, he very vocally yeah, addressed it. Um, but um, I, I think they'll downplay any reference to that just because they don't really want to remind people. I hope uh, so. I would really hope so because that sucked. Um. Um, <laughs> either that or like Jimmy Kimmel will come out with like a giant hand and walk around like swinging it at people. Yeah, it's um, either one or the other. Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about some predictions? Yeah. Real quick way to wrap it up. Run through a few things here. Just see like, I don't know. We'll run through the big ones, kind of see who we think, but like what the, what's interesting about each one. Yeah. Maybe some clear, like lose, not losers, but ones that definitely don't have a chance of winning for one reason or another. The high high odds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to start because I I punted it earlier, but I want to start with animated feature (laughs) film just for a minute. Um, we're looking at Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome to see The Sea Beast on there. Yeah. I think Pinocchio is going to take this. I really, really want Marcel the Shell to take yeah. this yeah. Um, because that movie is incredible. But I think Pinocchio is much more in your face that it's animation in your face that it's Guillermo del Toro more impressive um, more. Yeah. It's like a bigger undertaking, bigger situation. Um, And I think Puss in Boots, the sea beast, as I was saying earlier and turning red are all kind of like really good kids films, kids films, a hundred percent. And now the only thing I will say is the potential to have another Pixar, like just come through. And I like Mm -hmm. turning red a lot, but um, that is the only other one that's a contender to me just because yeah. it's Pixar. Um, but I do think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio will take this. Um, but it's a really good category. It's yeah. a stacked category. Like, yeah. Usually I'm like, I haven't heard of two of these and two of these mm-hmm. are bad. And yeah. then one of them was Pixar. And then, yeah. And then you're like, Oh, the Pixar. One, okay. Yeah. The Pixar one's going to win. Um, and I mean, I'm the like, CB's Ooh. like, we remember when we were like, Oh man, the CB's this is this like a dope movie. Yeah. Yeah. Carl um, Urban's in that movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a good oh, movie. Carl Urban. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so dude. <laughs> I think it's a pretty safe bet on Pinocchio. Um, yeah, this I will be. This is the thing that I hate when I'm filling out my cards, mm-hmm. my like Oscar cards, because I'm like, do I put what I want or what I think is going to happen? I know. You know what I mean? Because do I want the point or do I want to stand on principle and be like, like, do you go with your heart or your gut? Yeah. 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 And exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. either. I will. I will. <laughs> no, I won't. I don't know. There's a few of these that I'll be like, I. Ah. Do you want to talk? Let's talk screenplay. Yeah, let's talk screenplay. I was looking through the list, and I think yeah. that's yeah. Let's um, do that. Adapted screenplay. We got All Quiet, Glass Onion, Knives Out, Living, Top Gun Maverick, which is adapted from a from- script called Top Gun, <laughs> uh, and, women and Women Talking. talking. Yeah. Um, this is hard. This is hard. 
I think it was it's gonna go to all quiet on the Western Front. Um only because I don't think they could possibly give it to Top Gun or Glass Onion. I don't think Living has made a big enough splash to have that be in the running. And Women Talking, I just don't think people have seen Women Talking. Like, yeah. no one has seen it, and maybe that, do- um, obviously, that doesn't really matter here, but I don't know, man. All Quiet on the Western Front is, like, dominating a lot of these yeah. a lot of these award shows, uh, either just by winning or just simply by being nominated in a lot of different categories, so... I don't I don't know though. What do you think? It's another really good category. I think, and so they usually do writing pretty early, right? Yeah, they do writing very early. Yeah. I feel like this will be our first indication of how well All Quiet's gonna do. Mm-hmm. I think Living has potential on this. Really? I think Living could be a sleeper on this because everything I've heard about Living, which like has not been a lot, but everything I've heard is it's all about like the script. The script is incredible. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I don't know. And I haven't seen women talking yet. So like, I don't want to like comment on that one. Well, I haven't seen living yet either, but like I I've heard conversation around living in terms of its writing. And I'm like, the other contenders in here are not as strong. Mm-hmm. So I think there's more of a potential that like it, it could pop up there. Interesting. And like, it's weird. I think of all quiet and I'm like, I don't really think about the writing of all quiet. I don't really either. Um, but Which it being an adaptation of the adaptation of yeah. the book and it being yeah. such a historical document, like there, it, it has weird legs. Not yeah. that it's the best script out of those movies, but yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, let's pop down to original screenplay for a second. This uh, is hard. Banshees of Inishiran, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fableman's Tar, Triangle of Sadness. I have no idea, man. I really don't know. I kind of think, think Banshees maybe. I kind of think Banshees because I think that's like. It's Martin McDonough. It's where we're. Yeah, it's Martin <laughs> McDonough. It's where we're going to be. And like. I, I But like. I don't know, man. Like, how do you even begin to write tar? Dude, I was thinking the same thing. How? Like. The I script. Oh, my God. All of I, them, though. Fableman's everything ever. Fableman's yeah. is Tony Kushner, like you said earlier. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you do? He's been writing it since Munich. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. I will say, I think it's going to be Banshees because it, like, just that's Mark McDonough as a writer. That's his jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he Academy was that loves first. him. Yeah, yeah. So, but and it's that, a fantastic script. <laughs> but that's like, I, I have no idea. Could be everything everywhere. It's not going to be Triangle yeah. of Sadness. I it's can not, tell you that. Yeah. Um, God, man, what trial of sadness has like made the like impact that it needed to at this point. Like, I feel like triangle winning anything isn't going to really add anything to the legacy that is triangle of sadness now, you know? No, it's up Uh, for like everything. So it's like, whatever. And you're like, Um, oh, all right. Do you want to, do you want to get into actresses or an actress? Yeah, let's do that. I was going to, yeah. Cause the rest we'll do the actors and then we'll do director and then we'll do best picture. uh, Best picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Strap in dear listeners. Yeah. Strap in. Uh, Actor in a leading role. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be Brendan Fraser. It's Brendan Fraser. Like it's gotta be. Um, Austin Butler could sneak in there. He's the only other one that I'm like, maybe, but he's the only other one. Yeah. Like, yeah, the others they just don't have. And Colin Farrell, amazing. He's really good. But like, Colin Farrell will get it if like we get to a thing where it's like, oh, we're just like Banshees, Banshees is hitting is- everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that'll. Right. 
And that could happen. I mean, if you look at supporting roles. I dude, I know. With Barry Keegan. Keegan, I don't know how to say his name. Keoghan. And Keoghan yeah. and uh Carrie Condon. Yeah. Not bad performances. And Brendan Gleeson. At all. Yeah. Although, like supporting role, like I don't even know why we're having this conversation. Yeah, we'll like, get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's those are tied key. up. <laughs> yeah. Actor in a supporting role is key. Like that's it's key. Yeah. I mean, nobody. Even, I will I be mean, devastated if that doesn't happen. If it doesn't, um, they screwed. This is this is the only one that I'm like, you messed up on. Yeah. Like, this everything else is subjective. This is objectively well, and like they have 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 Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan won anything, any other awards this season? I think Barry took something home. Yeah. Um, but not nearly as much as Key has. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So I think it's going to be Brendan Fraser for actor. I think it's going to be key for actor supporting. Yeah. Um, actress in a lead. So originally I thought it was Kate Blanchett. Michelle Yeoh won SAG. Yeah. I think it's Michelle Yeoh. I think it is too. Like I haven't heard any, con- like I don't think Kate Blanchett's taken anything for this. No. No, like, and it is incredible. And like, on like, just to round it out, it's Kate sure. Blanchett for Tar, Anna Armas for Blonde, Andrea Risenborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's it's. I think it's it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, and another unbelievable category. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like, even like just like as much as I hated Blonde, Anna Armas is oh my great God. in that. Um. And like elevates her, I think, to another level that I, I didn't know. know she could do that. Um, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um uh but yeah, I think I, I think arguably it's between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yao, and we haven't heard anything from Kate Blanchett, so no, and I think Kate uh, wants it to be Michelle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um actress in a supporting. This is tough. This is. This is really tough because I'll just start this by saying, and we'll read through them in a second, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG award for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the category is Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We got Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere, and then Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere. I kind of think... I hate it when you click on something and it's like it doesn't... Just, I'm looking for the winners of the, the SAG actors. Oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, this year was Brendan Fraser, Michelle Yeoh, Kiwi Kwan, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yeah. So this is this is what I was going for here. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis wins over Stephanie Sue. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what I was like. Oh, was she was Stephanie also nominated in that? Oh, but like you yes. Because yes. I was like, that's a different conversation if she wasn't nominated. But absolutely, and I will say. Regardless, it might be Jamie Lee Curtis just because one, she's been working in the industry for a long time and she's yeah. never gotten a nomination. And she is really good in everything everywhere. I don't think she's as good as Stephanie Sue is, but like Stephanie yeah. has a lot of years to get another yeah. Oscar. I think it's between Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis for very I, similar reasons. I think Carrie Condon's in there. Really? I think she's got a good, good chance. Interesting. She's fantastic. She's the best. She's so, one of the best she, parts. Of yeah, Banshees. like that's the that's the <laughs> performance that I think I remember most from Banshees. Um, yeah. But I don't know. That's yeah. Angela Bassett is kind of like it's tough because 
she was one of the best parts of Wakanda Forever. Yeah. She gives a great performance. This is not an Oscar for Wakanda Forever. Like it, it, same with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an honorary. This is your career has led to this, and we yeah. messed up, and we haven't given you an award yet. So that's the only reason I'm like it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of those two, and I I don't know, man. We'll see. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Another heater of a, of a category. Um, yeah. Yeah. My God. Uh, let's talk directing. Let's do it. So Martin McDonough for Banshees, the Daniels for Everything Everywhere, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd F- Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostlin for Triangle of Sin. I think we read through that earlier, but yeah, refresh. Um, yes, uh, it's the Daniels, right? I think I think it's the Daniels or Martin McDonough. I think could be Spielberg, but well, that's I think if Fablemans is going to do anything, it's going to do directing. Yeah. Um. So that's the wild card I have in there. I think I think it's going to be the Daniels, but I mean, kind of in the same vein that we were just talking about with Jamie Lee Curtis and everything everywhere. It's like, this yeah. is not the, well, like, and Steven Spielberg has plenty of Oscars and has been <laughs> recognized plenty of times. Sure. But like, um, this one feels different. Yeah. Yeah. It's the movie that he's, that his career has been leading to. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, we think all the time of like, there's the members of the Academy that don't watch everything. Um, Mm -hmm. they watch the Fablemans, (laughs) they watch the Fablemans. Yeah. Um, and if they didn't, they like Steven Spielberg is a name that pops out to you on that list. You're like, Oh, I know that guy. I know he made it. And then you, and then you read the narrative around it and you're like, Oh yeah. yeah, that must be great. It's true. It's true. So I guess it's between the Daniels and Spielberg, which is so crazy. Yeah. I'm like one of the most decorated filmmakers of all time and two dudes have made three really weird movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about the big one. Let's do it. Which for some reason on the Oscars webpage is like not at the top. That is weird. It's like buried it's in like the in middle. It's like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's why get I was it like, together, Oscars come website. Come on, guys. So we have 10. We have 10. We have All Quiet on the Western Front. We have Avatar The Way of Water. We have The Banshees of Inishirin. We have Elvis. We have Everything Everywhere All at Once. We have The Fablemans. We have Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. What a what a yeah. year, dude. <laughs> oh my so God. I think, honestly, big players. We're looking at Everything Everywhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Banshees, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're looking at All Quiet. I think All Quiet could, could pull that off. Mm-hmm horrifyingly so i think yep and i don't know do you think there's anything else in the like you know odds above 10 percent? kind of it's kind of the next three would be tar the fablemans and elvis and i really don't think either of them have a good chance yeah top gun no women when women talking no triangle of sadness no avatar too no. small yeah definitely not and tar is like not a movie about the movie i know I you know. know like the parts of tar make it better make it what it is that's great Right. That's a weird, that didn't make sense. But you know. I know what you're saying though. But the, the one thing I'll say about Tar is it has had such a strong reception. Yeah. And it's one of the only movies on here that's been like basically across the board. Wow. This, yeah. you know, Kate Blanchett, Todd Field, this is in, in its entirety is so impressive. But 
I mean, how can you deny everything everywhere all at once? I think yeah. that that's going to take it. It's like, I look at this and I'm like, what would I pick? And I have these conversations where I'm like, Tar is a fantastic movie. So good. Like Banshees is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like All Quiet on the Western Front was really good. Yeah. But like everything everywhere is like a different, like a different category almost. It is. You know. It's, it's the perfect mixture of like the favorite of people, but also yeah. a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not always happens. Um, Wowza. Wowza is right. Well, the Oscars well, are... Well, what? we'll know all the answer to all of this in like three days. In a couple days, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my God. Uh, really good movies. I don't know how many of you listeners are trying to tick off these boxes and like go with us on this journey, but honestly, there's not a bad movie in this group. Um, it's true. It's worth checking all of them out at some point in your life, even if you don't do it by Sunday. Yeah, are we gonna? Is there any? I just thought of this. Is there anywhere we can put our ballot up for people to download? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. We 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 we, we can figure that we'll out. We'll figure we'll it out. Put something in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there may or may not be a Pixel Splitters Oscar ballot coming, folks. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, well, now now there clearly is. It's just a matter of our technical prowess. True. It's just how how yeah. how much can we get done in the next couple um, days? Well, you know what, like we'll 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 do our thing we'll find a we'll get a we'll post it somewhere yeah um and we'll uh put our links in all of our social and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff and yeah yeah <laughs> you may have to like copy it and paste it into a thing but, but we'll like, figure it out whatever yeah. it is what it is um and then i'll do it guys that's yes. the show uh God. we record these on mondays so yes. we will still be super hyped next week absolutely coming off the high yes uh so be <laughs> sure to tune in as we break down what happened in the oscars yes my god there's gonna be a lot to talk about regardless of it's controversy true. um all right well let's hop into our recommendations here yeah which are very very uh poignant is that the right word i don't know yeah pertinent pertinent there you go yeah. um because we're gonna recommend a movie to you uh, that you should watch, or we're going to recommend an Oscar-nominated film that you should watch prior to yes. the Oscars. One that we think stands out above the rest that you should I will out. say, if you haven't watched any of these, any of the movies we've been talking about, A, like, congratulations to getting all the way to the end here. Yeah. Um, But B, <laughs> like, this recommendation is the one to watch before the Oscars on Sunday. Yes, because Lord knows there are so many of them. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to go first? Okay. Or I? I can go first. Um, okay. It's tough because I treated this as if some of the big ones have been taken off the board already. Cause I'm okay. like, there's a lot of sleepers in here Yeah, that people might not check out. And so I'm going to highlight a documentary here because Ooh. that's one of the categories that I always have an issue getting to the end of, or even starting sometimes because not the biggest documentary fan. There are some fantastic ones. Um, I'm going to go with one that was polarizing for us because we did not 100% agree on. Mm. And I'm going to say that you guys should check out Fire of Love on Disney Plus because this was one of the documentaries that, and there have been some fantastic ones this year. I think across the board, they're really, really yeah. good. This is one that I think is going to be really accessible for people. And it's not yeah. going to be too complicated, too complex, too artsy, too avant-garde. It's just... 
looks beautiful. The story is really simple, but it's something that I think people can glob onto because it's a character study. It's about these two people who study volcanoes. That's how they met. And they go off on their adventures and they just so also happen to be artists, photographers, and filmmakers. So they just have film cameras with them. And so they document all of their experiences. And I thought this movie was something I'd never seen before. The footage that you get from these people is so unbelievable. And their story is you know familiar but also not because they're volcanologists mm-hmm. like do you know anyone who studies freaking active volcanoes yeah. no um so you're getting kind of like a little bit of a of a glimpse into their life and it's not super long i will say i think your issue with it was the narrator if you're not in on the narrator and the way that True. you're doing True. it you might not like this so just be warned but um and to be fair i did like this movie you did you did yeah <laughs> there was things that you rubbed up 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 against but um but yeah man i would i would highly recommend checking it out it's one of my favorite movies of the year um beautiful unbelievable footage uh and it's a nice easy watch so fire of love is my recommendation for your oscars uh for a movie you should watch before sunday nice excellent and uh what do you got willis i'm i'm very curious hold on i might be calling an audible right here oh okay were you going to choose everything um, everywhere? <laughs> no. It is a movie uh, you should have watched before the Oscars. It's I mean, true. It's true. I mean, like if there was one that was like, yeah, you have to watch this before the Oscars. It's, that it's one. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm not going to call an audible, but mm. uh, I, I I have to recommend The Whale. Yeah. I ha- like it's just the, the level to which that movie is like impressive, endearing, elaborate and like beautiful yeah surprising too i think it seems yeah (laughs) surprising yeah um it's just like it's there's something special going on in that movie i mean i've talked already at length about it in this this episode so i won't go too deep but um you know nominated brendan fraser of course um but also hong chow and Mm -hmm. uh uh hair and makeup yep which is like it could take it like it's it could it really is. like really impressive yeah 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 um but yeah i mean the way like brendan fraser like we love you yeah. like God just damn. watching the whole like roller coaster of this movie being announced and coming out and like being as good as we all hoped yeah um and then just like watching him you know go yeah like go um Go on YouTube and watch the the SAG. I believe it's the SAG Awards. Uh, his acceptance speech for that, yeah, is incredible. But more to that, like if you watch, like th- when they have the panel of all the nominees and you watch him when his name gets called, yeah, he's so like doesn't believe that any of this is happening. Like yeah. I'm sure he's sitting at home being like, yeah, like it's pretty good, but I'm like not gonna win. Like it's it, like he, d- yeah, it's so genuine and like i you know you, you just can't help but root for him and it's well does it's like it's deserved it's like it's not even like i'm sitting here and be like i really want him to win like he's not it's gonna like, but i really want him to win like he's it's by far the strongest right. performance in that category which is like quite the statement exactly he's the front runner in this very strong year um yeah and it's a comeback story i mean it's him coming back yeah. after being like 
somewhat blacklisted Darren Aronofsky, like finding him and being like, you're yeah. the dude for this. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like his comeback stuff has just been like top tier stuff. It was like Soderbergh, Soderbergh. and then <laughs> Aronofsky. And then the next thing is Scorsese. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, dude is all here we go. Yeah. 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 Props to whoever put him back in the mindset uh, with uh, uh, what's that DC show he's on. Um, oh, uh, uh, um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Just like brought him back to the, the public consciousness. Um, and, and it's funny because incredible. someone asked him, he's like, would you want to be in a DC movie? And he's just like, I'm an actor. I always want to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, dude, of course. <laughs> also, you're established in the universe, man. Like, yeah, come on. You're already there. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Wow. There we go. Oscar's coming up, guys. Very so exciting. Close. I'm so I'm <laughs> genuinely like so excited this Me year. Me too. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm very ready. Yeah. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing the rest of the year. Like this is like just what I've been planning for thus far. I know. And I'm like, you know, what am I gonna watch on I... Monday? Um We gotta watch uh the next crop of Best Picture win uh, potential nominees. It's true. The goal the goal is now to keep next year's list of ones to watch Down. smaller. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a tall task, but um wow, All okay. Right. There we go. Oscars 23. Oh, we got to do the yeah, uh Josh, where can people find you on the internet? That's what it was. We've been, it's we're been sitting a couple here, weeks. Like, there's something it's, else it's, that we're <laughs> supposed to do right now. It's been a few weeks. Um you can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internet on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Uh, and you can find us on Letterboxd. Uh, on under pixel splitters yep. as pixel splitters yep uh where you can find all of our recommendations including the whale fire, fire of, love of love and the whale yeah 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 <laughs> should we live tweet the oscars i mean yeah should we look into that probably <laughs> that seems like something this kind of podcast would probably do <laughs> probably but you yeah. know <laughs> Uh, all right we'll look into that for you listeners we may or may not be live tweeting go, in a couple yeah, days yeah go go <laughs> Follow us on Twitter uh, at Pixel Split Pod, and maybe you can hear all of our thoughts as they happen in real time. Yeah, maybe we can figure out our login information and get back on there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, all right, guys. That'll do it. All right, let's shut yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's just say real quick, Oscars playing on ABC. Yeah. Um, not streaming on anything. I mean, if you have like Hulu Live or something like that streaming there, but there is an ABC app. Mm-hmm. um that you can get into um and also i believe if if you want to try this abc does just like flow over the airwaves if you get yourself an antenna if you've heard of cable or satellite tv uh it you can find it there <laughs> yeah and potentially last year they also had it streaming on youtube tv for a fee that's possible so, yeah. yeah so yeah. it'll be around <laughs> yeah it's worth it's worth finding um yeah, this year or maybe not if we want to get them off ABC. No, but no. Go watch the Oscars. True, true. <laughs> Let's stop vamping at the end here. Uh, good talking to you as always, Josh. Um, yep. And let's just uh, let's just go ahead and end of pod.